0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Cleveland University, Kansas City. From its roots as a chiropractic college to new degree programs in health sciences, CUKC is educating healthcare professionals focused on next-level health. Learn more at cleveland.edu impact.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi inuji Dean. Today is Thursday, August 18th. Coming up, we'll hear from researchers and farmers who are trying to rebuild the Midwest's original forests so cattle can graze on them.
0: I needed a a living barn. That's to me, that's what trees do for you.
1: Plus, environmentalists are celebrating the news of an electric vehicle battery plant coming to Kansas with some reservations.
2: To switch to electric vehicles, you have to have the batteries to charge them. And so what are the environmental impacts of that? And so I think for environmentalists, that's a dilemma.
1: But first, some headlines. Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas is suing the state of Missouri over a new law that would increase the portion of Kansas City's budget that must be devoted to the police department from 20 to 25 percent. First, it has to be approved by Missouri's voters this November. KCUR's Dan Margulies
2: reports. Lucas argues the law violates the so-called Hancock Amendment to the Missouri Constitution, which bars the state from requiring a city to increase activities or services beyond what's mandated by existing law, unless the state covers the cost. The bill to increase KCPD funding was sponsored by State Senator Tony Lutkemeyer, a Parkville Republican, after Lucas and some city council members attempted to shift $42 million in the police budget to community engagement and other public services. Kansas City is the only city in Missouri where local elected officials have almost no authority in how the police department's budget is spent. Jackson
1: County Health Officials are reporting the county's first case of monkeypox, KCUR's Savannah Holly reports.
3: While additional confirmation from the CDC is still pending, initial testing came back positive for monkeypox in an eastern Jackson County resident. The health department has since provided isolation guidance to the patient and offered vaccines to close contacts. Bridget Schaefer, director of the health department, says the risk to eastern Jackson County residents remains low, but that, quote, monkeypox is less contagious than COVID-19 but can affect anyone. It does not just affect one community or group. Currently, there are nearly 13,000 recorded cases of monkeypox nationwide and 24 in Missouri.
1: The University of Missouri-Kansas City will offer in-state tuition to students from all 50 states next year. KCUR's Jody Fortino has more. The move is tied to two new scholarships unveiled on Wednesday aimed at making college more affordable. Beginning in fall 2023, the Rune Nation Award will reduce tuition and fees to the in-state level for eligible first-time college students. And in the fall, the RU Advantage Scholarship will make college free for all new Pell eligible students from Missouri and Kansas. It will cover the gap between scholarships and the cost of tuition and fees. Next fall, UMKC will only require a minimum ACT score or minimum GPA for some of its automatic scholarships, not both. KCUR is an editorially independent service of UMKC. Panasonic aims to drastically increase its production of electric car batteries around the world, and Johnson County is part of that plan. Kansas News Service reporter Celia Yopis-Jepson and editor Stephen Caranda talk about what's green and what's not so green about this industry
0: so celia i'm sure by now we've all heard that panasonic will build a huge new factory for electric vehicle batteries in desoto
4: we're talking a four billion dollar plant potentially thousands of jobs and there's a lot of government subsidies involved too nearly a billion dollars in tax breaks and incentives
0: my initial guess was that environmental groups would be cheering right environmental groups are excited about it.
4: I I talked to the Climate and Energy Project. They're based in Hutchinson, and they've long supported renewable energy as a way to grow the Kansas economy through jobs and and industries that also benefit the environment. So, you know, wind power and solar, uh, you know, Kansas has become uh, one of the top five states in the country for producing wind power. And if Kansas becomes a major producer of batteries for electric vehicles, then that could fit the goal of bringing jobs to Kansas that align with the second goal of ultimately weaning the U.S. off of fossil fuels.
0: It still uh, has an environmental footprint, right? I mean, it takes energy and materials to make batteries and ultimately make cars
4: that's the challenge i talked to dorothy barnett she's the executive director of the climate and energy project even this you know quote-unquote green industry has its work cut out for it
2: to switch to electric vehicles you have to have the batteries to charge them and so what are the environmental impacts of that and so i think for environmentalists that's a dilemma And, and i think for all of us it's a dilemma
0: what is the exact dilemma she's talking about when we're referring to electric vehicle batteries?
4: Mining to get the components for those batteries. There's smelting and chemical refining, and there's pollution related to all of those activities. And on top of that, um, some of the mining involves using a lot of groundwater. So then you add to all of that the challenge of recycling the batteries.
0: We have to figure out what to do with these batteries when the vehicle reaches the end of its life.
4: And the experts I spoke to explained to me that right now, recycling usually looks like basically you shred the batteries and you burn off some of the contents or or use you know drench them in acid to get to the point where you can salvage the most valuable content of these batteries. So Linda Gaines is a physicist at the Argonne National Laboratory. What we think is that if you can actually recover the materials without breaking them down that far, you You get a more valuable product with less energy use and less less environmental impacts along the way. Argonne National Laboratory is leading a project called the Resell Center and they're busy looking for a solution to this and, and so are scientists in other countries. Design for recycling would be a big boon for the industry. It has not caught on and to be honest, Nobody's come up with a good design that would be easily recyclable. And she says one thing that makes it uh, really complicated is that all of the battery makers have different designs and shapes and sizes.
0: Sounds like these are important questions that the industry still has not solved yet. So when it comes down to it, how green is it to drive an electric vehicle?
4: If you look at not just the energy that goes into manufacturing them, but the the whole life of the vehicle, electric vehicles come out better for the environment in terms of emissions than um, gas burning cars. It's even taking into account the fact that a lot of our electricity in this country, obviously, is still coming from fossil fuels, as as the mix of power sources in this country um, moves more and more towards renewable energy, it will of course, increase the, the benefits of driving electric cars.
1: That was reporter Celia Yopis-Jepson and editor Stephen Caranda. The Kansas News Service reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. Many of the cows raised in the Midwest graze in open pastures that used to be forests. Clear-cutting trees to make it easier to raise cattle eliminated much of the landscape known as Midwest Savannah. But Harvest Public Media's Jonathan All reports an experimental farm in the Ozarks is trying to prove that grazing animals in forests is better for the environment, farmers, and cattle.
2: Ashley Conway Anderson is driving a four-wheeler down a dirt road on the University of Missouri's Wardack Farm. On the left side of the road is a thick forest. On the right side is a big open pasture where cows are huddled under the few trees along a creek bed. The professor of agroforestry says neither side is what should be there. Conway Anderson says before Europeans arrived, all of this was a forest, but much less dense than what's on one side of the road.
3: That habitat was created intentionally by a lot of um, indigenous communities that lived here, intentionally managed with fire. And then once fire opened things up, what came Next was grass, and then what followed the grass was large grazing herbivores.
2: Those herbivores were bison and elk, but Conway Anderson says they could be cows today. She's leading a multi-year study at this farm to first thin out the forest areas, get native grasses growing, and then bring in cows to graze. It's called silvopasture, and it's a very old way of raising animals. Conway Anderson says her research is getting more attention because healthy forests can be a critical part of combating climate change. Trees are good at keeping carbon out of the atmosphere, and they're also resilient in the face of extreme weather caused by climate change.
3: When we do have floods, when we do have droughts and fires, it will it won't be wholesale destruction. It will be able to recover much more quickly and maintain functionality for longer when it experiences those inevitable challenges.
2: Conway Anderson says she wants to get the data and create an example to help farmers move their cattle from open fields into forests. She says it should be a short trip because so many want to and some already are.
0: Everybody at Plight thinks I'm a civil pasture expert, but I'm really not.
2: Uh, I'm just a guy that's planted trees. Bruce Carney raises cattle on his family farm north of Des Moines. More than 10 years ago, he decided to convert 200 acres from corn and soybean fields to land for cattle to graze.
0: What I learned after seeding a crop farm downtown was that I needed trees. I needed windbreaks. I needed shade. I needed a, a living barn. Okay, that's to me, that's what trees do for you.
2: Carney says trees make cows happier, healthier, and bring in more money when they're sold. While Kearney is considered a success story of silvopasture development, he says he'd like to do more, and the kind of research going on at the University of Missouri could help. And advocates for having more trees on farms agree. Katie Adams is with the Wisconsin-based Savannah Institute. She says another benefit from the movement is that it can make small farms more viable by increasing the amount of money they bring in.
3: By its very nature, is it's intentional and intensive, so it allows for us to do more on one piece of land.
2: Adam says Silvopasture can combine raising cattle, growing food like apples or walnuts, and a timber business all into one small piece of land. There are a lot of challenges to making a go of having cattle graze in forests, including the time it takes for trees to grow, the inefficiency of raising cattle that graze as opposed to a factory farm, and the time and effort to manage a forest properly. But Conway Anderson says it's worth it, and she's optimistic that she can prove it.
3: I want to get more people thinking about this as a viable possibility, because even if everybody does this on 40 acres that they have, that's a huge amount of landscape that can... Add to this mosaic and help rebuild out the tapestry of savanna landscape that once was here.
2: Conway Anderson is also banking on the increased need for such measures, as climate change puts pressure on agriculture to come up with solutions in the coming years. I'm Jonathan All, Harvest Public Media.:
1: This is Kansas City today. I'm Noomi Nujiadeen. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Trevor Grandin, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Jonathan's story on forest grazing and Celia's reporting on electric car batteries, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, we'll see how one Kansas City man is keeping the dying art of fur coats alive. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. You don't have to travel far to discover something new. KCUR's Creative Adventure email can help. Our weekly adventures will help you discover new ways to explore the Kansas City region. Join the adventure and subscribe at kcur.org adventure.